welcome to Seeking Rents, the podcast. I'm your host, Jason Garcia. I'm the uh, publisher of Seeking Rents. That's a uh, newsletter in Florida where we explore the ways big businesses and other special interests influence public policy in this state. This is going to be another daily update from uh, the Florida legislature's 2024 session. This will be an update from Tuesday, day 29 of the 60-day session, which means we are almost halfway home at this point. Um Yesterday was a was a day that that kind of showed the the best and the worst of the Florida legislature, in my opinion. Um, reasons for uh, for optimism and and uh, so many reasons for for frustration and resignation as well. Um, but I'm going to start uh, by talking about uh, telling you about what I've often called the worst uh, tax break in Florida. This is a tax break that Universal Studios, the the theme park in Orlando, has been abusing for years. Um, the tax break was set up about 25 years ago, and it was supposed to help the poorest communities in Florida. These are neighborhoods struggling with poverty and high crime. The, the champions of this program were black lawmakers from Tampa, Jacksonville, and Orlando who were trying to find a way to draw investment into areas that are just totally neglected and don't draw don't don't ha- need investment. They don't draw nearly as much attention or capital as uh, as other parts of our communities. Um, and Universal Orlando has just exploited the crap out of this program. Um, because of the way the maps for these high crime zones were drawn, Universal has been able to claim over the years that it's in a high crime area, and it's used that to claim millions of dollars for itself through this program. This is uh, we're not talking about just a little skimming off the top here. Half of the money ever awarded through this urban high crime jobs credit program has gone to Universal or its hotel company. No other company or taxpayer comes anywhere close to taking nearly as much money out of this. Um the, the very lawmakers who created this program say Universal is abusing it. It's not being used. It's not doing what it was intended to do. In no way did they ever meant to uh, turn it into a permanent subsidy for a big, profitable theme park. Um, and Republican leaders in Tallahassee know all about this. Richard Corcoran knows about it. Paul Renner knows about it. It's been written about over and over, not just by me. TV stations have picked it up. And yet the legislature has done nothing to fix it. So Universal is building a, a new theme park in Orlando right now. That You know what? That's great. It's uh, it's apparently going to have a Nintendo world. I'll probably end up going there because Nintendo was a thing I loved as a kid. And probably the nostalgia, I won't be able to resist it. But it also means that Universal is probably going to get millions more in money of money through this program once this theme park opens. Because the Florida legislature has refuses to fix it. And it's not just the Florida legislature. Governor Ron DeSantis hasn't done anything about it. Neither has Governor Rick Scott before him. I, I bring all this up because uh, there's a bill moving through the, the through the session this year that we, we've mentioned once before, but it is essentially exists to deny unemployment insurance to more laid off workers in Florida. The the bill passed its first committee in the House yesterday. The House bill is House Bill 1289. And passing your first committee is a is a really big deal because it means this issue is is now in play for this session. Um, this bill would, among other things, uh, disqualify people, laid off workers, people who have lost the lost their job through no fault of their own. It would disqualify them from receiving unemployment insurance if they miss three job interviews or or fail to respond to a job offer within 48 hours. Um, it makes no exceptions in the bill for people dealing with childcare issues, transportation issues, 
medical emergencies or, or even like conflicting responsibilities with part-time jobs. Um, and, and how big of a problem is this? It, I'm sorry. How big of a problem is this, this issue of, of workers not showing up for laid off workers, not showing up for job interviews or, or not responding to job offers? It is not, not at all. In fact, the sponsor of this bill flat out admitted yesterday he had no data or no examples of any employee, quote unquote, ghosting an employer trying to hire them just so they could stay on unemployment, which, by the way, we've mentioned this before. Florida is one of the worst paying unemployment systems in the country already. The idea that workers are choosing to stay on it rather than take work is utterly without uh, any sort of supporting data and just flies in the face of common sense. Now. There are um, there are many ways I could rant about this, obviously, but I've done that before. We've written a lot about this bill in the newsletter, and we're going to write more about it as it keeps going because it's just that bad. But but for now, all I want to say about this it, it, to bring it back to this to this earlier tax break, we know that Universal Orlando is abusing a tax break in a way that nobody ever intended. We also know that other big corporations are doing the same sort of shenanigans to dodge taxes. We know, for instance, that Disney sells tickets to itself to dodge sales taxes and that Amazon pays itself to use its own name just to invent an expense that it can turn into a tax break. The Florida legislature knows all about this stuff, too, and it keeps turning a blind eye to it. But if there's just a chance that some poor laid off worker somewhere might be gaming the unemployment insurance, even if it's just a myth and there's not actually happening, they're ready to tear the whole system apart again to stop that from happening. The, the last thing I'll say about this before we move on is this is a tax break for businesses. That's all this is. The unemployment system uh, in Florida is, is essentially funded by a tax on business. So the, so the benefits that are paid out are paid by a tax that businesses pay. So you deny more people from, from receiving unemployment, you kick them off the system, you lower taxes for businesses. That, that's all this is about. That's why the Florida Chamber of Commerce is supporting it. That's why the Foundation for Government Accountability, that billionaire-backed think tank that's also writing bills to weaken child labor laws and to, uh, and to deny wage protections for workers, that's why they care about this. Okay, so I said highs and lows. That That's pretty low. Uh, but here's a high. So we've also mentioned before that um, there, for my money, the single most important bill filed in the Florida legislature this year is House Bill um, 1213. This is a bill that would create um, a genuine public option for hurricane insurance in Florida, windstorm insurance. Um, this is, uh, for my money, this is inevitable. It is going to happen. It's just a matter of, of how much sort of pain and suffering we allow for Floridians to go through until we get there. Um, the the only thing that stops it is is the insurance industry hates it. The insurance industry, which makes millions in years we don't have hurricanes, uh, wants to hates this idea. This is a this is obviously a huge idea, and I won't pretend that there's not like significant challenges to adopting it or to, to implementing it. So, the bill was never given a hearing this year, um, which. You know, I would have loved to have seen just even one vote on this bill, just to see how, just to make people vote on this. But, but the House Speaker Paul Renner did allow a workshop on this bill, and that happened yesterday. Now, it it was sort of funny how limited it was. The sponsors of this bill were given exactly ten minutes to present. the 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 workshop was called off at the thirty minute mark exactly, even though there was there was more time left in the committee meeting. But 
it's an idea that that they're talking about. It would have been very easy, like they do with so many other bills, to just refuse to hear this idea at all, just leave it sitting on a shelf and pretend it doesn't exist. Um, but the fact that you've got the Florida House of Representatives, at least even holding a public discussion as brief as yesterday's was on a public option for hurricane insurance is an enormous deal. I don't think there's I don't think anyone who cares about this issue can can pretend that that's not significant. It's it's a huge deal. This is obviously an enormous idea. It was never going to pass in one year. It's probably not going to pass in a couple of years. Um, but the process has to start somewhere and and getting folks to not just ignore the idea and write it off entirely is a huge win. And so I think that's something, whatever else happens this session, uh-huh. and a lot will happen this session, uh, that's something that that Floridians could feel good about in that I mentioned yesterday, we're, we're looking at a pretty dark session probably on insurance where what's most likely to happen is the legislature is going to raise rates on some people while doing very little, if anything at all, to lower rates for others. Um, but knowing that this is an idea, an idea that genuinely would would ensure that property insurance remains affordable and reliable in the state of Florida, knowing that this idea is is at least starting to move and people are starting to talk about it and take it seriously, that's a big deal. Okay, so that's that's the high, which admittedly, a I, I, 10-minute discussion is my high here, but it's the Florida legislature we're grading on a curve. Um, unfortunately, we're going we're gonna to end back on a low. Um, this is another bill we've talked about. The, the Florida Senate, a Florida Senate committee yesterday passed advanced Senate Bill 1120, uh, 1122. This is um, legislation you have no doubt heard about in other places too. That is, it is... You know, the sponsors will say it's about protecting all history. It's about protecting Confederate history. It is it was conceived and it is designed to prevent local communities from removing memorials and statues honoring uh, Confederate war generals and Confederate soldiers. Um, and, y- y- you know, the one thing about like uh, sponsors of this kind of legislation, the, the actual elected officials are always very, very good about about speaking in oblique terms or speaking in ways that that sort of allow them to maintain plausible deniability about the 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 true intentions of this legislation like like i mentioned what you hear is this is a this isn't about confederate history this is about american history right uh but then when you run a bill like this and you allow public testimony you get a bunch of people that tell you what this is really about and the most uh sort of significant moment of this is a supporter of this legislation testified about how important this bill was uh, to protect, quote unquote, white culture, right? This uh, this got uh, some attention from some senators on this committee who, who sort of pushed him a little bit to elaborate what he means. And eventually he was asked point blank if, if he means white nationalism. He said yes. He didn't hide it. That's why he supports this bill, because it's part of a white nationalism movement. Now, a bunch of senators were abhorred by this guy. A couple of Republican senators in particular made sure to express and articulate their outrage directly to him. They 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 seemed to be like literally shaking with fury. One of them even seemed to be on the point of tears. She was so disgusted by what this guy had said. But then they did exactly what he wanted them to do. They passed this bill. This uh this Confederate monument bill uh is it seems like it's going to go this year. This was important enough to the Florida Senate, the the chamber that used to be known as the moderate chamber in Tallahassee. 
It was important enough to them that they kept this committee going until almost 9 p.m. last night just so they could pass this bill. So it, um, I don't see a reason why you put yourself through all of that and you expose yourself to, to what just happened where you openly had someone saying this bill was about white nationalism and then you passed it anyway. Um, I, I don't know why you why you expose yourself to that unless you're going all the way through the finish line on this. So obviously we'll see soon enough. Like I said, highs and lows are, are more like lows and highs, but that was uh, that was Tuesday, day 29 in the Florida legislature. Um, we'll be back again uh, tomorrow with a, with a halfway mark uh, report. Um, as always, if uh, if you haven't already, please consider signing up for the newsletter. SeekingRentsFL.com is the easiest place to find us. Subscriptions are free. There's no paywall on any of our stories or podcasts, but there is an option to voluntarily pay for a subscription if you can afford one. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.